Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast, the official podcast of Left Wing Lock, your number one source for fantasy hockey intelligence and a proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network. I'm Devin Davidson, your host, and with me as always, Bruce Gunther. Hello. Uh, we're missing we're missing half the team here. Half the hacks are gone. <laughs> They've all run away. <laughs> this this tends to happen in the offseason. Um, yes. Playoffs or no playoffs, we, we kind of tend to see a little less of John and a little less of Tyler. Um, but hopefully we'll have him back next week. John's shackled to his desk at the office. Yeah. So he's got a legitimate reason not to be here. Um, I did consult with him on the list this week. So Uh-oh. I do have, I do have uh, a fill in that we'll talk about in a second. Um, so I guess Bruce, now this is our first, our first actual podcast. We've been doing our live stream episodes on YouTube. So for anyone who has missed them, uh, check us out, Fantasy Hockey Hacks on YouTube. You can subscribe and stay up to date on uh, the live streams we're doing there. Bruce and I are doing one for about 15 or 20 minutes every every noon yeah. hour, uh, yeah. Monday to Fridays, just uh, to cover the playoffs, go over some DFS stuff, some some game day bets, some some picks, some prop bets. Um, that's about it, hey, Bruce? That's about it. That's the deal. So... Uh, definitely subscribe, check that out. And then, you know, for this episode, for episode 61, we're going to do an NHL playoffs review for, for round one, what we've seen so far. We'll talk a little bit of DFS, uh, probably a lot of DFS slant and talk, you know, just based on the fact that's where we are in the season. And, uh, Bruce and I've been doing our game bets, so, or our game picks. So uh, we'll continue that theme a little bit here as well. (laughs) I'm not doing too well. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we're, we're both basically at a coin flip here, Bruce. I think, um. What were you at? You were at fifty-two percent or something. Fifty percent. I was at fifty-seven, and then obviously both of us took the Rangers to tie up that series in Pittsburgh tonight. That didn't happen. The Rangers forgot to show up. Yeah, I mean, but we both got well. The Panthers. We both took the Panthers. We both got Colorado, and then I think we both took Calgary. And Calgary's actually they're on the board now. So spoiler alert: Calgary just scored. I think it was Anderson. So there oh, you have it. Yeah. Um, so I guess we might as well get right into it, Bruce. I think we, you and I want to try and do these in about, um, in about half an hour, 45 minutes tops when we're kind of in the off season like that, like this, we've got a little yeah. less hockey content, right? Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. So we'll kick it off. John's list, Sans John. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're new to the podcast, if you've been listening or if you haven't been listening for a while, um, John's list is basically just John's chit list of players, past and present. We've decided to make this a regular segment of the podcast, and uh, it's just a fun way for us to kick off the show and talk about some some current events in hockey. And so we're going to start off the week with Johnny Goudreau. Minus Johnny two, hockey. Bruce. Minus okay. two, two assists, and nine shots on goal through three and a half games. Not good if you want to win. No. I mean, this is... Uh, this is a player that was top 10 in scoring this season. Yeah, no, well, it's, uh, well, as we're finding out, the Dallas Flame series is turning out to be more of a fight than it is a hockey series. It's, they're going to war, those two teams. Dallas knows they, they got a battle if they want to win, and they're, they've been doing a damn good job of it so far. Yeah, they, they really don't like each other. No, that's the, uh, excuse me, that's the general impression I've seen so far. I've actually really been enjoying the the back and forth between Klingberg and, and Anderson. 
<laughs> well, Klingberg was trying to fight everybody there for a while. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, in terms of Goudreau, though, like this is a guy he's he's built a reputation for being a player that disappears in the playoffs. I understand that he's a he's a smaller player, but he does it in the regular season, and for some reason, when it comes to the playoffs, Goudreau ghosts everybody. So. <laughs> Uh, hopefully, he didn't grab too many flames or, or Johnny Goudreau in terms of uh, playoff pools or anything like that, because you would be sorely disappointed at this point, Ebrus. Uh, well, I think in the Flames in general, right? They've scored what? Well, tonight's goal four goals in four games. Yeah, so their whole offense as a whole is kind of evaporated here in the in the playoffs so far. Dallas is playing them tight, and they've gone. They don't have any room for anything, and if they do get a chance, they're not burying it. Yeah. And the thing too, like you and I have talked about this on the streams, um, Calgary has has carried the play more or less five on fly, five mm-hmm. on five. Yeah, Ottinger has been putting on a show. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about him here in a second. Well, that's probably a good segue, Bruce. We'll we'll move into our fantasy lock of the week for May second to the ninth, presented by Left Wing Lock. Um, and and we'll talk about Jake Ottinger first. So we'll go kind of in reverse order, maybe. So Jake Ottinger, to date, two one and zero record. 1.01 goals against average, a 969 save percentage in three games played. So, I mean, I... That's fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. It's it's funny, like, looking now at how the playoffs have carried out so far, you never would have guessed that he was splitting time with Scott Wedgwood down the stretch. No, for sure, right? And when the playoffs started, he he's come to play. Like, he's... He hasn't fallen apart or nothing. He's just cruising right along, like, you watch a couple of the saves he made tonight, like the one on, uh, oh, I forget who the, who the shot was. Just incredible save. Oh yeah, he robbed somebody that glove save. I don't know. Who, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know which player you're talking about. I forgot who it was, but yeah, it was just incredible. Yeah, we'll we'll post that on the Twitter uh, feed later. For sure. Uh, so Jake Ottinger, like, I mean, in terms of season long fantasy, definitely somebody in and keeper leagues especially. You're gonna want to. If you have him, if you have a chance to keep him for next season, I, he's probably someone you'd keep. Would really think, Bruce? Yeah, well, based on his performance so far, his his draft stock is going up for next season. Yeah, I mean, don't don't uh, don't forget about zero G, of course. But um, <laughs> our, our buddy Nate would be sorely disappointed to hear us talk about Jake Ottinger. But um, but he's been good. He, he he had a good good regular season, and he's been really good in the playoffs here. So he sure has. Uh, and then in DFS, we both. I think failed to actually roster him in DraftKings today, but uh, it was my original choice. But I uh, I paid up for Shesterkin, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> you know where I'm ranking tonight. <laughs> oh, oh not so good. Not so well. I actually in one roster, I, I just stacked a bunch of Penguins. I had Crosby, Gensel, yeah. Latang. I had Rust. Like they all they all cashed in today, so that was that was good. I went with a smattering of players from various teams. I'm pretty sure I'm near the bottom the way things are playing out so far. Uh, okay, let's move on. Uh, utility player, David Perron. Drafting salary, 5300 bucks. He's got seven points, five goals, one game winner, 19 shots on goal. He's actually tied for third overall in playoff scoring right now. Nice. Very nice. He's, oh, he's well, veteran performer, right? He's been been there with the Blues. He's been there with Vegas. I don't think Oilers were in the playoffs when he played with the Oilers. I, I, I don't think so. He had a pretty short stint with Edmonton, it felt like. He wasn't there very long, no. And, and he wasn't anywhere close to the performer he's been with, with 
St. Louis, even with Vegas, like yeah, Edmonton didn't get this prime. I think his career high at that point was 28 goals in Edmonton was a number he set. Yeah. And I think so. with St. Louis, he's just scoring for fun all the time. <laughs> yeah. For sure. So, uh, yeah. Someone keep an eye on for next season. Um, DFS, great, great option there. Um, we'll move on to defenseman here, Kale McCarr. <laughs> well, I, I, what can what can't you say about Kale McCarr? Like that, he's just been incredible so far for them, for Colorado. It, it's been incredible. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like we've we've talked about lots Bruce, you're the the president of that fan club, right? And and for good reason. Um, I think I might just jump on that bandwagon too, on the Kale McCarr bandwagon. <laughs> He's incredible. That's all. All you can really say is incredible. Well, so before the playoffs had started, I was I was totally team Yossi. Like, give that guy the the Norris. I, I still think he should get the Norris for the regular season, right? It's based on the regular season. I based yeah. When you look if, if you look well, you look at the the three of them, right? So it's what it was: Yossi, Makar, and Hedman. Who's the third one? Hedman. Hedman. Yeah. Oh, it's I. My pick out of those three would be Yossi. You yeah. look at the team and what he's done for the team, and it's got to be OCI, I think. I, I agree, but I just, what McCarr has now done here through the three or four games in the postseason, it, oh, it has yeah. been stunning. Like, I, yeah, he's he's third overall in playoff scoring as a defenseman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I still can't get over. He had 23 shot attempts in game two. 23. 23 shot attempts, 12 shots on goal. Likes to fire that puck. That's nuts. That is. So, yeah, he, he's someone, Bruce, you and I have been spinning up in DFS. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, Evander Kane has been a game changer for the Edmonton Oilers. 6400 bucks in, in DraftKings. Uh, six points, five goals, 21 hits. So he's, he's putting up five and a quarter hits per game. Um, he's, he's, he has had a real impact on the, the makeup of that team and just how effective they are. Five on oh, five, and, and in terms of total offense, yeah. When when it comes into the phys, the physical side of it, right? He's he's dragging them into it, right? Because they're really well, like Cassie and Archibald, I guess McLeod, but they're not really like you don't see Connor and Leon out there banging bodies, right? Not not too much, right? And Evander just drags them into it, right? So yeah, so. And, and they needed that. I mean, it was kind of funny uh, the game last night. At one point, he had two guys on his arms, and and the referee trying to break him up, and he was just like trying to carry both guys on his shoulders. It was pretty <laughs> funny. Um, he was fired up though. It was towards the end of the game, and but I mean, for for all the discussion around his off ice stuff, um, I, I've really been impressed with his on ice play, and I guess that's never really been an issue. No. And I'll say too, like what I've seen from him, just at a distance. Obviously, I don't know him, but. Uh, it, he seems comfortable in Edmonton. He seems to be enjoying his time here. His teammates seem to like him. Mm-hmm. It's it's been he's, uh, he's fit in fantastically on the ice. Like it's yeah. it's been almost seamless. It's been, I think it's exceeded everyone's expectations. Basically, I would think. Well, he looked at. Uh, uh, I forget was it was well since he was signed as an Oiler, he has he had and so from when he was signed to the end of the season. They had uh, how many goals he had scored? Leon was first, Evander was second, and McDavid was third. Yeah, I saw that too. 28, 26, and 24, I think, were the numbers. Like, it was, like, 
you're not going to, there was no one at the trade deadline they would have found that would be able to drop in and do that. Not even close. And they got him for a song, basically. Or yep. as some would say, they threw their moral morals out the window to sign him. But <laughs> I'm sure if the Oilers wouldn't have thrown him out the window to sign him, there would have been a bunch of other teams that would have signed, would have done the same thing to sign him. Yep. Yep. No his, question. Because his on ice talent has never been in dispute. Just Agreed. the off ice stuff. Uh, the other guy I had here, well, I got two more. Sidney Crosby. So he had three points tonight, I think. Uh, $7,200 on DraftKings, six points, one goal. This is before tonight's game. Uh, put him third in, in scoring, playing 24-47 average time on ice. I think we talked about that in the live stream earlier today, but he, he looks like vintage Crosby. He's been great. He's been on a mission, right? They uh, they weren't given him much, much of a chance against against the Rangers, and here they've chased Ashesterkin uh, twice now in successive games, so it's uh, they look great. Well, my pick looked terrible. Well, mine too. I'm I'm right there with you, Bruce. (laughs) (laughs) But we've talked about it lots this past week or so. The Penguins have actually been carrying the play five on five in terms of possession, shot attempts, scoring chances, all that kind of stuff. They've been all over them, and the Rangers have been relying on Shesterkin and special teams. Yeah, and when we took it at the Penguins too, right? They lost D. Smith in first game, right, to a core muscle injury, and Domingue comes in and well, his last time he played played up or was up, <laughs> he didn't do too well, and he has been solid for the Penguins back there. Yeah, I got to look at Deming's numbers here. I, if I recall, like his peripherals weren't actually like his win his wins. He's got he's been winning for them, but I mean his peripherals have just yeah. been they're not so outstanding, but they've been solid. But tonight, I think way... he had a good game. Did he not? Yeah, they won what seven two, I think. Yeah, he had, he had a nine seventeen save percentage. So like this was by far his best game in terms of his peripherals. Um, but it's also it was the fewest shots he's faced. Yeah, well, when you get run support like that, it makes it makes your job pretty easy. You can it's you can play a little more laid back, right? When you've got a seven goal cushion to work with, it's yeah, no kidding. So good stuff there. I mean, I did not take the Penguins to win, so they're gonna they're gonna bust my bracket, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> Makes two of us. It's all good. I'd, I'd much rather see Sid do it. I, I think part of the, their motivation too has to be that this is sort of the last dance for that roster. That's what it sounds like. Like I I don't think they're gonna sign Latang back, at least not at the price point he probably wants. No, probably not. And is Malkin an RFA or sorry UFA as well? Um, that's a great question. Contract guy. Virgin. Didn't uh, anticipate that question coming up. Yeah, I just, I'm just throwing your curveballs here. Uh, while Bruce <laughs> is looking that up, I'm just going to move on to the last guy on our fantasy lock list here. That's Brad Marchand. Uh, DK salary of $6,700. Nine points, three goals, one game-winning goal, five power play points, 11 shots on goal, 75% power play share, just over 20 minutes of time on ice. He is your playoff scoring leader and our fantasy lock of the week. All right. So Malkin is a UFA, Latang, Rust. Rust too. Uh, Evan Rodriguez. They did well for them early in the season. And D. Smith is a free agent, as is Domingue. All right. There you go. 
Yep. So it's their their last crack at it as a roster, anyway, as as they are today, and that's yeah. that's got to be some motivation for that team. Uh, I would think so, and they get some solid goaltending from Jermaine. They'll they'll be able to do some damage here. I mean, at least until Jari can come back, hopefully, right? Yep. I think they said he'd be available. Was it later later in the series, or was he, or was he next? I get all. Well, there's I, so many goaltending injuries, and I know, I, I know. Well, we'll talk up. about that in a second in headlines, right? But I, sounds good. At, at this point, I, I think realistically, if you can get past the Rangers in five games, you know, knock on wood, um, yeah, like you're not, you're not, you're not in any rush to bring back Jari or try to push him. Like he can just rest up and get ready for the second round. No, like I said, Deming hasn't been terrible. He's been solid. So as long as he can continue to provide solid goaltending, there's no need to rush him back. Yep. Okay, on, on that note, Bruce, let's move on to headlines with the hacks, news and injury updates for May 2nd to May 9th, the first week of the Stanley Cup playoffs. Uh, the 2021-2022 regular season has wrapped, but if you're planning to defend your fantasy hockey championship next season, be sure to get your draft kit from our partner, Left Wing Lock. I've included the link in the description, the show notes. Uh, we'll have more details to Mike's draft kits. Um, I know he's in the, the process of working on those right now. Um, Mike, I, I'm sure you're listening. Uh, let us know when you have details, and we will make sure to share them with, with our listeners. For sure. And, Bruce, we might as well be honest with our listeners because we've we've been honest with them to this point. We... Uh, Bruce and I slacked a little bit on the on the headlines notes this week. Just a little, just a little bit. It was a some last minute uh, pounding of the keys to fill this one out. It's well, and to be fair, it was a uh, it was a long it was a long regular season, and I think we we put a lot of time and effort into all the content before. And I mean, now knowing that our our listeners aren't you know in dire need of uh, of the news and injury updates, we we kind of took a bit of a laid back approach this week. But anyway. Um, here, here's what we got. So April's three stars of the month, Steven Stamkos, Mike Smith, and Vladimir Cherisenko. And boy, am I sad that John is not here to see Mike Smith's name <laughs> I in know. that list. I, I giggled <laughs> when I typed that one in. I thought this is great for John, but yeah, he's a, uh, like he, he's a yeah, I can't even hear him groan, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, Steven Stamkos, 12 goals, 21 assists, 33 points in 16 games. That is outrageous, Bruce. That, that is incredible. Incredible. Like that guy almost single-handedly carried me to two championships this year. He pretty much did. I, I know yeah. I was there. <laughs> not, no, not to like rub that in, but it's just, <laughs> he, he, he just, he went ablaze at the, at the right time of the year. He just went on this crazy run. Yeah. Warming up for the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Mike Smith. Equally as impressive, 9-0-0 record with a 9.51 save percentage and a 1.66 goals against average with two shutouts. Not bad for 40 years old, eh? No, I don't. I don't care what John says. Like he, he's been <laughs> fantastic for that Oilers squad. Um, you, you, you can't ask much more. Uh, you, oh, you can't ask for more for what he's done for that team. So in the, this year in the playoffs and even last year in the playoffs, you just can't. Well, he's you and I are doing talking, everything you can to keep him in the game. Yeah. Yeah, he, he has. As they say, Schmitty battles. Mm, he sure does. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna look up his numbers here, but I I wanna say he's he's around a nine forty through these playoffs so far. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I'm just gonna look this up here really quick. 
first week of the season, 2-2-0, 2.27 goals against average, 942 save percentage, and a 4.88 goal saved above average. Not bad at all. So you're probably going to want to keep him in your keeper leagues, your dynasty leagues. <laughs> I'm kidding. I don't. He he won't make it that far. But uh, definitely in a, in a season long redraft league, I'd give him a look next year at at the right uh, at the right price point. I think if you're going zero G, he could be available down at the bottom. Yeah, I wouldn't he be a great pickup in the fifteenth round? Definitely. I mean, you have to understand he's not going to play until January or February. But uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? He's going to look really good come playoff time. Pull a hammy and training a camp again and be out first three months. Yeah. Uh, Bruce, I forgot you're supposed to be leading the notes here, man. What am I doing? You're, you're doing great. Just keep on going. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, Mike Yo was relieved of his coaching duties uh, for the Philadelphia Flyers not much of a surprise there, I guess, Bruce, given what the the Flyers did this season. Yeah, they've been a train wreck for a good chunk of the season. I'm, I don't I don't know what they're going to do next. I, I really don't. That'd be a good question for Mike. He'd probably have some insight on what they what they need to do. Yeah. But. Yeah, we'll have to get Mike back on here soon to uh, do factor fiction, or we'll maybe talk some playoffs, or for maybe sure. he feels like talking about some betting. I don't know. We'll we'll get into that. Maybe. But, um. I think he mentioned on Twitter today something about Barry Trotz. Maybe, maybe he could be the next coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. Mm, that'd be interesting. I I actually think it makes a lot of sense. Like, if you could bring Barry Trotz in and fix that defense. Oh, yeah, because Trotz is all about defense, right? It's structure and yeah. defense. That's that's what they he does. Need that. They need that. They do. Like, what would that do for Carter Hart? Make his life a lot easier. That's true. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I I was gonna send him a text and just joke and say, uh, like think think of the the value for Martin Jones if, if Barry Trotz was in Philly. <laughs> Trade him for McDavid, one for one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh oh, yeah. I guess okay. So we just sang Mike Smith's praises. Let's talk about how <laughs> concerning he can be at times. <laughs> yeah. Well, so you know the thing is that's really frustrating now, Bruce. Is you look back and the series is tied two two. So mm-hmm. that gaffe he made in game one was a, it, it can, it can potentially be a series changer. Oh, that or the egg they laid last night in LA. Well, both. I mean, obviously it's a long series. I'm not going to pin a series loss on Smith. If it goes like, he's been fantastic. I'm just saying, yeah. you know, you, you don't get too upset about it because it's the first game of the series. But if you look back on it and the series goes seven games and you could have had that first one. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If, but, if the Oilers do end up losing, it's you'll look at game, his gaff in game one, and you'll look at the no show here in game four, and yeah, and we'll cry, Bruce. As as loyal Oilers fans, we will cry. Most likely, yes. Uh, Casey DeSmith took himself out of the game or out of game one after suffering an injury. It was um, core muscle surgery was required, so he's he's out for the rest of the playoffs. Kind of a strange situation there, right? In game one, they go to triple overtime. Was it the first OT or the second OT he got pulled? I think it was the second one he pulled. He pulled, and then Jari came or uh, Deming came in. Yeah, and held the fort. Yep. Uh, we just mentioned a second ago Barry Trotz relieved his coaching duties, so we'll, we won't dwell on that any further. Uh, I guess what one thing we we'll, we should talk about is you had mentioned 
it really wasn't fair to trots, right? Like he was literally one goal away from the Stanley cup final last spring. Yeah, maybe you want to elaborate on that. Yeah. He basically, he went from basically being one, one goal away from the Stanley cup final. They have one bad season and he's out, but uh, was doing some reading and some listening today. And what it sounded like is in the, uh, in the players exit meetings, they had all mentioned that it was time for a different voice. So oh, okay, it's kind of what, kind of what the the common theme was. So, and two, when if you listen to Lou's press conference, basically he wasn't. He just said that Barry was relieved. He wasn't going to elaborate or anything like that. The news about the players had said came out afterwards. So, I think part is Lou doesn't want to throw Barry under the bus, obviously, because Barry's done some, did some great things for the team. And two, he wants to keep what we tried to keep what the players were saying confidential, just out of respect for Barry, right? Because he did some great things for this team and they had one bad season and he's gone just like that, right? But this is yeah. a, uh, it's a more of a what have you done for me lately than what did you do last for me last year? See, it's the uh, league. So, yeah, that that's very true. And I mean, you've got some very young, talented players on that roster. Like, Excuse me. If from a fantasy perspective, like a, a fantasy impact of this, I think we're, we're potentially going to see some better offensive output from a guy like Matthew Barzell. Um, Barzell, Dobson, Wallstrom. hopefully Wallst- Wallstrom, hopefully. Yeah. So there, there could be some positives. Um, the negative impact could potentially be Ilya Sorokin. Like what happens to him defensively, right? Yeah, that's very true. But he did, he did well this year considering how bad the team was he had some pretty nice numbers this year he was i think top five and um save percentage and uh goals against average yep yeah i i think he's talented enough and i was talking with michael amato about this on twitter today i I think he's talented enough to sort of overcome some potential shortcomings defensively if they go to more of an offensive offensively minded coach right it's they'll, they'll still make it work he'll be fine and let's put it this way. Trotz isn't going to be unemployed for very long. If he wants to start coach, go back into coaching right away, he will get employed quickly. There will be teams that will be lined up for him. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, Charlie McAvoy was in COVID-19 protocol. We're kind of unsure of his status at this point. He did miss game four. They didn't need him though. <laughs> they did just fine without him. It sounded like um, he wasn't, uh, sounded like he wasn't traveling. Yeah. I, the fact that he tested positive, like the, the fact they tested him, to me indicates he was obviously not feeling good, uh, like significantly sick. Um, so I, I would expect he's not going to be, well, if he's not traveling, he might miss another game or two, right? Yeah. Uh, Darcy Kemper was out for the avalanche after taking a stick to the eye in game three. He did not dress for game four. Got some swelling around his eye. Um, so I haven't checked the score actually in that game with Nashville and Colorado, but, um, that's definitely an opportunity if Nashville wants to try and continue that series. No, definitely. But it's Frank Kuz in net. It is uh, currently 2-2 in the end of the second period. Yeah. And one nothing Calgary. Okay. Uh, Igor Shosturkin, like you'd mentioned earlier, pulled twice now in the last two games. 10.0 goals against average. A 778 save percentage and a negative 5.99 goals saved above average. He has been awful the last two starts. Oh, 
as, as one person put it, he looked tired out there. Well, when you're facing that much rubber and your defense is suspect to begin with, it's at some point you're going to wear out. And like, really, he's played what? So triple, triple overtime in the first game. So he's already played like six games. Yeah, I, I'm not going to put all of his on Shesterkin, but that's those are some pretty rough numbers. Yeah. Yeah. They Fatigue are. is setting in, I'm sure. I think so. Uh, and then just the last little bit of news here quickly was Tory Krug missed Sunday's game, as did Nick Letty. So I, I found it interesting. Their their blue line has been uh, nicked up a little bit, but they, they've they been just fine. The, the blues have been as good or better than expected. Oh, that series is a slugfest. They're just... The fact that one person I think mentioned thing on Twitter today is hopefully St. Louis has enough defensemen to get through this series because they're losing them left, right, and center. Yeah. But they won last night without Krug and Letty, so they got Perunovic back. Oh, and I we we should we didn't put it in here, but uh Jordan Biddington started yeah, Bidding, got the win. Yeah. Good for him. He he needs that. Uh was it a nine? It was a nine fifteen or nine twenty five save percentage. I think it was a nine twenty five. I think, but uh, yeah, it was good. Good for him. That that's something you like to see. I mean, I we all kind of wondered definitely. if he was done, right? Well, yeah, right, because he lost his starting job to Huso during the regular season here, but Huso hasn't done as well here in the playoffs. So they give Bennington a chance, and he's taking the ball and running with it. So yeah, see how much leash he gets. Time will tell. Uh, now is probably a good time to move into our DraftKings ad read. Um, as a member of the Hockey Podcast Network, the Ho- Fantasy Hockey Hacks Podcast is a proud partner of DraftKings. Hockey fans, the pursuit of the Stanley Cup is on, and DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do that. Uh, Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win, and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See our show notes for details. Uh, if you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed. We've got all the phone numbers listed there, all the text lines. Um, it's it's a serious problem. Just ask Tyler. Uh, he'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Gambling's addiction. And uh, we, we'll put the information up there for anyone that needs it. So. There you have it. And on a lighter note, Bruce, we're going to move on to playoff performers and picks. So we're just going to talk about some of the the players we've been impressed with so far through round one of the playoffs and, and some picks that we would suggest for DraftKings lineups moving forward. Um, for the duration of the 2021 Stanley Cup, 2021-2022 Stanley Cup playoffs, we will continue doing this and uh, we'll, that it'll be included in each uh, episode of the podcast. So kicking things off here, the perfection line out in Boston. They finally reunited them, Bruce, in game three. And they have been magic ever since. <laughs> they, they have been close to their name. They have been close to perfection. Damn close. Um, 
so I think we talked earlier in the stream, like I said, 16 points through two games for that line. A 79.31 Corsi 4, 86 shots 4 percentage, 100 goal 4 percentage, 94.89 expected goals 4 percentage, an 80% scoring chance 4 percentage, and 100% high danger chances 4. They've actually outchanced the opposition 12 to nothing in terms of high danger scoring chances 4 through two games. It's incredible. Like incredible. Yeah. So there you have it. Um, if you have a chance to stack those guys, do it. I did it in game three. I didn't do it in game four, Bruce, because I kind of thought we'd get some pushback from Carolina, but I, I should have went right back to it. Yeah, exactly. I, and I think I will go back to it just because. <laughs> um, I kind of breezed over it. David Pasternak, $7,400. Patrice Bergeron, 7000 And Brad Marchand, 6700 And I kind of anticipate that number is going to continue to go up, right? So, uh, I would think so. After his five-point performance here the other night, I think it's going up. Yeah, so it's it's going to definitely be a, a stack you'll have to spend up for, and then you're going to have to find some value picks to fill out the rest of your roster. But at this point, it's worth it. Uh, Kirill Kaprizov, Bruce's favorite player. <laughs> uh, DraftKings salary, $8,000. Fantasy points per game right now, 23.12. He's been great for the Wild. He's tied for third in playoff scoring with five goals, one assist, 20 shots on goal, and two game winners. That's big two game winners. Yeah, he's been clutch for them. I've kind of warmed up to him. I'm still not going to give him any credit for for rookie of the year. I think that's nonsense. But, um, <laughs> but but yeah, in terms of production, he's been he's been great. He's been great. Uh, next up, the Blues top line. So Ryan O'Reilly, this is this is a great value pick. Forty five hundred dollars on DraftKings, seventeen point six fantasy points per game. David Perron, $5,300, 24.32 fantasy points per game. Wow, that's really good. And at least through the early part of this series, a lot of rosters were not including those two players because everybody was favoring Minnesota. Yeah, same as me. That's what I did too. Yeah, I've got the Blues winning this one in seven, but it, honestly, it's a coin flip. I think so. Uh, think Kale so. McCarr. We we mentioned him earlier. <laughs> I mean, eight thousand dollars to say about him. <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, we've we've kind of beat that dead horse. But I mean, just spend up for Kale McCarr. That's all I really have to say there. Um, Evan Bouchard, if you're looking at someone who's a little bit more affordable, he was leading defenseman in scoring at one point, and now I think he's dropped off a little just because he had no points last night. But uh, five assists in four playoff games. That was actually the same number of points as Victor Hedman at the time of writing. Yeah. 10 shots in four games played, and that's with no power play time, Bruce. Like like little power play time. Yeah. He's a, he's a good one for the Oilers. They're, he's going to be good for them for quite a while. Yeah. I mean, he's not going to be Kale McCarr good, but he's, he's going to be damn no. good. He's going to be good. And he's learning from, from a Hall of Famer, a future Hall of Famer in Duncan Keith. Absolutely. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't give a shout out to a good old Saskatoon boy, Connor Ingram. DK salary, $7,400. So he's definitely a bargain in terms of goaltenders, 17.6 fantasy points per game. Um, I want to say that's before the blowout in, uh, in game three, but he's been good. Um, he's given Nashville a chance as much as, as much as he can. It's. 
Yeah, and, and I don't know. I should pull up his numbers here for tonight because it's it's still a relatively tight game. Yeah, at the moment. And two in the in the blowout game too. That was four of those goals were power play goals. So Nashville was not was not disciplined at all, and Colorado yeah, so was just flying with the puck. Ingram didn't have pretty much a chance on most of those goals. Uh, nine seventeen save percentage so far tonight. So he's faced twenty four shots, let in two. I, I haven't, uh, I haven't dug into the details there, but that's just kind of the, the basics. Um, car scored tonight. Oh, McCart did. Yeah, he yeah, got the second was, goal. I think he was on our prop bets list today. Was he not? He was, like plus two hundred. So there you there go, you Bruce. Go. If you if you put down a couple couple units on that, you would have made some <laughs> some monies. Yeah. Uh, and then. The last guy we want to talk about here is Jake Ottinger. We talked about him earlier. I've given you his numbers. He's been fantastic. Uh, really, nothing else to say there. His DraftKings salary seventy five hundred bucks. He's averaging just twenty, just over twenty four and a half points fantasy points per game. Pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty nice. And then just to finish off the podcast here, we're we're kind of approaching that forty minute mark. Um, what has been the most entertaining series thus far for you, Bruce? Uh, considering I haven't watched a whole lot of it. <laughs> um, um, from what I've read, though, I would have to say Dallas and Calgary. I did not really give Dallas a whole lot of a chance against Calgary, and they are, they're hanging tough. I'm going to say most entertaining. Or are you like, going to go I, with the Oilers blowouts? No, well, of course, I love those. That's, that's just like <laughs> music to my ears, Bruce. But... Um, <laughs> No, I, I'm kind of leading Pittsburgh, New York, just because, like, they went to triple OT, right? There's been some drama with the goaltenders. Yeah, um, you know, Malkin gets that big tip Ooh. deflection yeah. goal in in overtime, and uh, Sid's playing some great hockey, and and New York's got a good team. Shesterkin's had some like it's just kind of there's been some storylines there, and it's been a fun series to watch. Mm-hmm. And there's been some goals too, if you like goals. So yeah, um, yeah, lots there to like. Toronto Tampa is always good just because you know Toronto and the fans there they're just so they're so high strung right now like oh man I think Oilers fans just, are high strung like go look over in Toronto oh my god they just after the last loss here they just buried the team that uh that one defenseman what was his name uh Hole Hole Justin oh, yeah, Hole Justin Hole yeah well and then oh, Steve like Simmons made just a stupid comment right buried him and it's like Give the like good grief, buddy. Simmons should put on some skates and see if he can play defense. I I didn't get into it on Twitter today, Bruce, but Steve Simmons is is the biggest loser I've probably ever encountered <laughs> online. Like I've I've never met somebody that I well, I first of all I've never met the guy, but I've never disliked somebody so much that I've never met. Like I don't know what that guy's issue is, but he just he constantly is ripping people for nothing. Oh, it's it's Leafs media, right? It's the Leafs are the center of the universe, so they think, and everyone's got to bow to them. And well, I'm sorry, the Leafs haven't accomplished crap here in the past little while. Until like I said before, until they can actually win a series, I'm not picking them to pick anything. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, so speaking of winning anything, how are you feeling about your bracket right now? How are things looking? Well, it's kind of interesting. So I did my bracket, and then I did one of those. Uh, what were your bold predictions for the first round of the playoffs? So yep. my bold prediction for the playoff was is that Colorado, Florida, Carolina, and Calgary 
would all lose in the first round. And so far, three of the four are in tough. And, well, Colorado, I'm pretty sure, is going to pull through tonight and win their series in four. But the other three could be in trouble here. Like if Dallas. It sounded crazy, Bruce. What's that? It sounded crazy when you said it, but I know <laughs> you're not far off. It's, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. as as we like to say, you got to risk it to get the biscuit, right? So, yeah. but yeah, my bracket's going to be toast here if this, some of this stuff keeps going the way it's going. Well, it's the way it goes every year, right? Nobody has a crystal ball. Exactly. Like I would have never thought Florida would have had this much trouble with Washington, right? So they're. They're tied at two now, as opposed to being, although they yep. were one goal away from being down three to one. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, so, I guess just on that topic, Bruce, who has been the biggest individual surprise for you to date through the playoffs? The biggest surprise? Good or bad? Well, bad is Shesterkin for sure. I expected. <laughs> Um, individual, I don't know if I really have an individual one. Like I would say like the perfection line has been fantastic. Like since yeah. they've been reunited in terms yeah, of one overall individual, I guess. Well, for me, I guess, look at, if you look at goaltenders, look at Ottinger right now, what he's doing for Dallas. Yep. Uh, Makar really wasn't much of a surprise, but holy crap, he's really good. <laughs> but he's really stepped it up. Um, other than that, I really, off the top of my head, I can't really think of. I, I, I would kind of just echo those same sentiments, Bruce. I, I think just Durkin, bad. You know, Ottinger's been fantastic. Um, Evan Bouchard's been a really nice surprise here just based on his production. Mm-hmm. Um Ryan McLeod, actually, just in terms of like more depth of role players, he's been really good for the Oilers. Yeah. Um, I, I'm kind of surprised at like the lack of production from Claude Giroux. Like, I thought we'd get a little bit more out of him in Florida. Yeah. And he's down on the third line now, too. So he's not up with Barkoff and he's up there. He's, yeah, he's on the third line now. Yeah. They, they're rolling with Barkoff, uh, Verhage, Duclair. And then on the second line, they've got Huberto, uh, Sam Bennett, and Sam Reinhart. Yeah. But, I mean, he's playing with Marchment and Lundell, who have also been, they've had great regular seasons, and they've they've been just fine in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and then, I guess, let's just talk about each series a little bit. Let's touch on it briefly. So, uh, you know, kind of one thought on Pittsburgh, New York for you. <laughs> Holy crap, Shesterkin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nothing um, else needs to be said there, really. No, it's uh, he, he's the one that's been holding the Rangers together, and it seems like he's coming apart, and if he's coming apart, the Rangers aren't going anywhere. Uh, for me, it'd be, it'd be the, uh, the play of Sidney Crosby and him just turning back the clock. He's been... He's been incredible. Been really, really good for them. Yeah. Um. Washington, Florida. Yeah, I, I see your comment here. What happened to the Panthers? I, yeah, it's just been shocking how how much they have struggled with Washington. Like I, yeah, yeah. Like I would have thought with Washington's goaltending that the Panthers would have had a field day with them, but they're in tough. 
but it is the playoffs, right? It's different. It's a different animal in the playoffs. What? Totally. Uh, I was going to look up Sam Sonoff because I don't know. Like he's actually been good. He's been really good. I just want to pull up his numbers here quickly because I say he would be the other surprise for me in that series would be would be uh, at least the Sam Sonoff. He's got a yeah. Where's he at? So he, he had a seventeen save performance in game two, nine sixty seven save percentage in game three, and a nine oh six in game four. So um, we'll see how he shakes out. But yeah, he's been, he's been good. Yeah, I didn't give uh, I didn't give Washington much a chance against Florida here and there. They're hanging tough. It's it's crazy. That's the playoffs, though. I guess that is exactly it. Like they said, everything can change in the playoffs. Um, Boston, Carolina. I, I mean, obviously, yeah, the perfection line. We've talked about that, you know, at length here on the pod. But um, the goaltending situation in Carolina, I think, yeah. would be like a, a pleasant surprise, right? Just what we've yeah. gotten or what we've seen from Ranta and from. Uh, yeah, like how bad do they miss Freddie Anderson right now? They they need him back, right? They yeah, for sure. They sure do. It's uh I'm almost thinking at this point we, we kind of talked about goaltending, but we kind of thought it would be more on the hurricanes would be slightly better than the Bruins, and right now it's turning out to be the exact opposite. Swayman's put in two really good efforts here and the perfection line is rolling. Well, and that's a big thing has been the performance of Jeremy Swayman through two games. Allmark struggled. I think that's been a, a real problem for them. Yeah. Um, we've talked about on the live streams is that, you know, Boston and Carolina, Boston has carried the play five on five there, and they just haven't been able to, uh, well, at least through two games, they couldn't get a goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> now they have lots. <laughs> now they have lots. No no worries there. Um, Toronto, Tampa. <laughs> the Leafs, LOL. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's the same story every year, right? I mean, they yeah. they get out to a good start and then they're they're right back at it. So somebody posted today when the Leafs are ahead in the series, they have a record of one and eight. Oh boy. Like, yeah, someone awesome. mentioned that it's uh it was an NBA coach in reference to a fear of winning. They think that's the Leafs are having right now. Hmm. Like they had a chance last night to basically put their foot on Tampa's neck and take them down three to one. And they didn't even show up. Yeah. Like they, uh, people that have watched said their game was worth, they played worse than the Oilers did last night. Yeah. Like it was a complete no show by the Leafs last night. So I, well, let's segue there then let's go to the Oilers and, and LA. I mean, yeah, you said the Oilers are in tough. Can they pull it out? Um, I, I think the Oilers actually, they, they didn't play great. It was kind of a regular season effort from them in game number four. Mm-hmm. But exactly what you said there, Bruce, they had a chance to put their foot on the throat of the Kings and go up 3-1 going home for game five. Yeah. And they couldn't do it. And now it's a brand new series, right? It's a best of three. Yeah. And I think the the Oilers are the ones facing all the pressure here. The Kings have zero pressure. I agree completely. The, the Oilers are under a ton of pressure. They need They need this win a lot more than the Kings do. Absolutely. The Kings shouldn't even be here. Like they know I mean, we talked about these guys last summer, right? And I think I, I actually yeah. saw them making the playoffs, but more as like a, a wild card too, right? Like barely scraping in. They they're on house money, right? They yeah. Doughty's out for the season. He's not gonna he's not gonna be available for the playoffs. I don't think Arvidsson has played a game yet. No. 
So they're they're in tough and they're battling. And like someone said last night, when McDavid enters the zone, there are four skaters on him. They got one yeah. guy covering the other, the oh, rest yeah. of them, and they got four guys that are on McDavid. And they're yeah. gonna have to be patient. The Oilers just have to be patient. They have to play physical. They have to get back to to hitting everything because yeah. in games two and three, that really worked for them. And and wearing down a young defense because Sean Dursey is the best defenseman in LA right now. Yeah. Like you, who, who would have thought, right? They, they've got, they're missing people back there too. And yeah, and, the Oilers should be, should be better than this, but. And I, and I saw a tweet of... on a tweet earlier. Someone was talking about the, well, Mike Smith is the problem. Or if we had Jonathan Quick in net, the series would be over. Well, Quick's had some good starts. I mean, obviously last night he had a shutout, but I, I think through the series, his save percentage was like 894. Well, yeah, those two, uh, those two big, uh, Two blowouts really took a took a hit yeah. to his numbers. Well, and he let three goals in in the first game, and so meanwhile, Mike Smith has a nine forty save percentage. So, yeah. I I think Oilers fans don't need to to panic, right? We just gotta take a deep breath, and uh, the Oilers will be a different team in Game Five. Yeah, I think you said like the Oilers just need to be they need to be patient, right? They they know that up the rush they're going to be covering McDavid like uh, they're gonna they're gonna swarm him, right? So. Yeah, he needs to see that, and he needs to get the puck away because if they're all coming in, when he can get the puck away, it's four on one, so it's shouldn't be too hard to score if they're doing that to him. So if you can get them all to come and he can get the pass through, they're going to have lots of opportunities to put the puck in the net. All right, let's talk St. Louis, Minnesota. Um, I think for me, it'd be the goaltending for St. Louis, just seeing Bennington come back and and post some solid numbers. Um, uh, not surprised to see them kind of pull the leash quick on on Huso because they down the stretch they were kind of splitting those guys right. Mm-hmm. Well, they were kind of feeding starts to Bennington at the end there to try and get him get him in the groove here. And what's kind of surprised me is a lot of these games have been blowouts one way or the other. It hasn't been real close games. They've all been blowouts one way or the other. Well, was it four nothing and then six two and then five two and. And six two again or whatever. Like it's just it's yeah. You're right. It's been lots of blowouts. But same thing in Toronto, Tampa. Uh, Edmonton had a couple blowouts. Well, and then they lost four nothing. Like yeah, it's been up and down all playoffs. It's been really interesting. The nice thing is that it's going that blowouts are going back and forth, and that uh, we're we're seeing the things are hitting six to seven games. Nashville just took the lead three two. No way. Thirteen minutes left. Oh boy, that's gonna ruin my picks for today, Bruce. <laughs> it's gonna ruin mine too because I picked Nash. I picked uh picked him to sweep. All right, and then uh, well, I, I guess we're talking about them. So your note here was: is it eight days left, or is it eight days for Nashville? <laughs> um, they're damn close. If they lose tonight, that'll be it. But mm-hmm. they're they're close to at least getting their one win. I, I think. I, I thought anyway, I think I had Colorado in five. I, I didn't expect a sweep. Like you you rarely see the sweep, right? It's it's just. It's tough to sweep, but I kind of thought goaltending was going to be an issue for Nashville. And Ingram has been a very, a very good thing for them, a very positive thing for them out of this because I didn't really give Nashville much of a chance if they were going to go with Riddich. So Ingram has come in and he has played really well yeah, and given them a chance. Yeah, I, I think the sweep is so hard because t- it's, it's embarrassing for teams to get swept in the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. 
So they push. They they throw everything, including the kitchen sink, to to avoid getting swept. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, and then the last series here that we haven't talked about yet is is Calgary Dallas, and I think we covered that quite a bit already in this episode. Jake Ottinger, uh, his play, the lack of scoring from the Flames, particularly Johnny Goudreau. Um, it's a defensive battle. Like it's just. It's a war. You got you're fighting for every inch of ice in that game. There is no uh that is back to the old old days where they had the clutching and grabbing and stuff like that. Like you're literally they're they're beating each other into submission. Well, it, it not surprising, right? This is the kind of hockey we expected to see from Daryl Sutter. Yeah. So it, very much so, but it's surprising to see Dallas leading in this series. That's the surprising part. I've Oh yeah. Would have expected this to be a little more well. Calgary's carried the play, but Dallas is getting the goals. Yeah. Yeah. Five on five. They've actually, it's been a 50, 50 split um, before tonight. I don't know what the, this, the deal is tonight. I see Calgary's up two nothing here. So they're, they're well on their way with nine and a half minutes left to tying up that series. And I think at that point it's advantage Calgary. I think so. Cause now again, it's the best of three. Calgary's yeah. got home ice advantage. For sure. Could get ugly quick for them. It could. And then just, uh, we've got one more word here from one of our, our partners. Um, this episode of the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast is brought to you in part by Amazon.ca. New Amazon Music Unlimited subscribers will receive access to six months of Disney Plus for free. Uh, users that sign up for an Amazon Music Unlimited subscription starting at $7.99 per month for Prime members and $9.99 for non-Prime. We'll have access to Disney for six months. Renews automatically. New subscribers only. Terms and conditions apply. The Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast is an affiliate partner of Amazon.ca. As an affiliate, the Hacks will bring you the latest deals and promotions from the world's largest online retailer. If you enjoy and appreciate the podcast, the blog, or other forms of content that we provide, please support us by using our affiliate link before making your purchase on Amazon. There are no hidden fees, no additional costs to you, just a simple free way to show your support to the show. So thank you to everyone that uses our affiliate links and even just listens to the show, the show for that matter. We, we appreciate the support. Absolutely. And the last thing I'm going to mention here, Bruce, because we've kind of gotten away from it, is Ask the Hacks. Um, obviously, being uh, that the regular season's done, fantasy hockey is you know more or less on pause at the moment. But you know, if you have any questions about fantasy hockey, keeper leagues, dynasty leagues, whatever, um, DFS questions, if you have any betting questions or anything like that, uh, send them in and get entered to win a free one-year subscription to the Left Wing Lock iPhone app. Bruce, you don't have an iPhone. Nope. But I can I can wholeheartedly say it's a great app. If you play fantasy hockey, if you are into sports betting, anything like that, it's it's the best app around for checking your goalie starts and, and daily lineups and all that kind of stuff. So uh, check it out. Send us a question. Get a free subscription. And with that, Bruce, we're uh, 55 minutes. We're, we're a little longer than we want it to be, but um, that's okay. That's all right. That's all right. Okay, well, uh, just as always, be sure to subscribe or follow us on social media, uh, on Twitter at FHHacks, on Instagram at Fantasy Hockey Hacks. Uh, check out our website, fantasyhockeyhacks.com. If you do have questions or comments or otherwise, please send us an email, fantasyhockeyhacks at gmail.com. I'm Devin. I'm Bruce. It was another good one. It was a lot of fun. Thanks for Absolutely. doing it, buddy. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on the live stream. See you then.
All right. Take care. Good night.